With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. A roast as dark as the night. Perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes. He's just trying to warn you of the bridge. The bridge. Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of Spring Hill Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. <laughs> Everybody, it's your experience points wizard, Holden McNeely. That's right. I'm the embodiment of experience points. Welcome to the grind, young boy. It's free at first. <laughs> and it's me. Uh, I don't know. Let's say Audrey. I'm Audrey oh, the right. rune seller. I Good. will sell you runes. I have a past. How's it going, Audrey? How is your dark past doing for you? Uh, it's You'd think it's dark, but actually it's quite silly. Everything's quite silly. It's basically just kind of a LucasArts game that <laughs> never ends. That just never, ever, ever ends. The monkeys never get off the island. Uh, yes, indeed. We are talking about RuneScape, and today we are bringing back a wonderful guest uh, you may have recognized from our near episode. That's right, Clamps. Yeah. Welcome back to the show <laughs> hey hi guys i'm gonna be uh selling some gold rune trimmed armor if you uh find me in the grand exchange <laughs> and trade me your rune armor i will do it for free uh don't do not worry i will not scam you i promise oh my on, god i've heard this one a million times on oh my, i'm sorry on, <laughs> on my on my on my word as a level 60 woodcutter <laughs> I, I promise. can i change my intro hi i'm 18 identical looking white men in a field killing chickens over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're talking about RuneScape. So weird to do an intro for this one because it is that it's it's in a way weirdly ubiquitous and like um uh you know, when when you even ask somebody like what they do in RuneScape, it's just sort of like fish for hours and then and it's like are there is there a story? Like yes, kind of, you know what I mean? You you sort of it's not about that. And for me, I'm I'm Mr. like mm -hmm. story game. I mean, I'm all about like we we talked about the near series. Like I'm all about that near life, like a big story, twists and turns. And RuneScape offers definitely quests and things like that, but it also just offers 
just limitless time suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. just, RuneScape just... is the kind of game that you make stories of. Like, your experiences in RuneScape of stories. Right, right. And uh, so it's never been a game that's quite, I mean, getting into the well, the gush, as we call it, it's it's never really been a game I've messed with very much before doing this episode. Always knew about it and knew it as that type of game I usually don't get super into or I'm afraid <laughs> sure. of getting super into. Uh, on to be honest, more than anything else. But come to find out, it was this amazing option for a ton of kids everywhere who didn't weren't super well to do growing up, who you know were able to use their very like baseline model computers in their household and get into a game like this for free and not have to be able to afford that monthly subscription fee that their parents were unwilling to do for them, but still get to um, get completely addicted and sucked into this completely other world and this total other grind that uh hey watching those numbers go up uh, you know everybody all oh, the poor and the rich should be afforded <laughs> to watch the numbers go up jake what about you uh and and of i definitely especially want to hear from clemps who who really got into it jake did you you kind of just have been d- dabbling with runescape this, uh, i this was aware of the memes week. i was aware of the memes uh-huh. the gnome child slayer oh, sea shanty gosh. 2 all of these like you know it's it was this Fringe little bit of internet that in order to go on any forum or any kind of space, like you're just like the same way that I knew about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure decades before anybody right, like, yeah. actively walked around and sold T-shirt. I bought a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure T-shirt <laughs> at Hot Topic last week. That is like anyway, just in terms of like obscure thing that like you are aware of as part of a base internet culture knowledge. But I finally started playing this week and. I get it. I get it. Yes. At first, people were explaining. <laughs> yes. Hearing people talk about it, I'd be like, oh, you spend hours like chopping wood or fishing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like one of those idle games. I get it. Numbers go up and then you can do something else. And they're like, no, if you even try to do something else, the game will ban you forever. <laughs> it's this, you have to sit there and literally do it. There is an entire micro economy of people working ways to not sit there and do it. Well, I was going to say, not, like, yeah, like, not even that, but if you're chopping a tree and you decide to click out, if you go back, it might have turned into an into an ent and your, your axe <laughs> is destroyed if you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Uh, if you don't, uh, if you look away for even a second, maybe a man in Lederhosen will interrupt you and force you to play a weird mini game. Like just everything about it is, uh, so bizarre. And I, I ended up playing old school. Uh, it's, it's easy to run on, uh, specifically my, uh, fiance's MacBook. So like for once we can play a multiplayer game on each other's computers, without like uh, her rig kind of slowing everything down. Uh, I played it mobile and I really liked the tone. It brought back so much old school PC RPG vibes that I had completely forgotten. Like an era before game design was fully streamlined, an era where like literally the answer to the puzzle is not about context clues or telegraphed like, uh, you know, audio logs that like you, you know it's like uh, and uh, anyway the pin to the door is xp73 now enough about my ex-wife like, <laughs> no it's just there's just a door with a pin and the only way to get through it 
is just to wander aimlessly asking strangers. <laughs> but also the strangers really are such a big draw as we saw on the Sunday study, Sunday study session together. Uh, every Sunday we do for our uh, Patreon t- t- $15 layer, uh, we do this study session and you, we befriended, what was the guy's name? Do you even remember? We befriended this guy. He was from, he was, he was Pakistani, I believe. <laughs> and we just started talking um, it was it was immediately this like hilarious conversation that you just you could only have in a game like this. Well, we were both just level three net fishing, <laughs> yeah, outside fishing. of Lumbridge, like and and talking about the 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 importance of fishing. It was this whole like bizarre Thoreauian yeah. philosophy of fish of of this is what we do now. This, we we finally love this a now. life free of sin. The fish yes, don't exactly. judge. It, it, <laughs> it, it brings people. The, it brings people together. It's wonderful. yeah. Yeah, it's really uh, yesterday cool. or no, two days ago, I was doing a little live stream just as podcast research. And um, there was in the Wizard's Tower, there was this guy going floor by floor, just murdering everyone in the building. Uh, and I was like, hey, man, whatever did what did Wizards ever do to you? And he was like, uh, they all molested me when I was a child. And I was like, Jesus. Well, carry on then, good friends. Looks like no. those Wizards deserved it. <laughs> Good Lord. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just I lo- I think that that is such a big part of it, too. Klimps, you ha- when did you first encounter uh, RuneScape? Ooh, OK, <laughs> uh, so RuneScape for me was uh, a game that all of my friends in in very, very early high school were playing. And this was this was probably around the tiles, about 12, give or take. And my PC was was too weak for World of Warcraft. Mm hmm. So everybody was playing RuneScape, and I was like, "What is this Run Escape? This sounds very intriguing. Uh, I like, I like the sound of this." And uh, I started playing, and it's it's been a beautiful love story ever since. Um, yeah, no, I've got I've got some some memories of RuneScape, both good and bad. Uh, I, I've 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 delved into the into the uh, lucrative world of botting and got my old account banned for it when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 delved into into the uh, the, the corners of RuneScape and uh, yeah, no, I uh, one, of my, one of my earliest memories was is <laughs> of me and my me and my friend, and we met a um, a character called Ray Hino, and uh, she wanted gold from us. But but uh, and and uh, we we were very, we were we were willing willing to give it. But it was also a case of um, right, okay. So I'm only gonna date one of you, but the one who dances the best. Will do it. <laughs> and me and my friend got into me and my friend got into a, re- a real world like argument about it. And then la- and then later this this person just just leaves with our gold, and we're <laughs> and we're just like I was ah. We 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 learned about yeah, that. You just, learned about it. You young. just learned a real life lesson yeah. in RuneScape. Yeah. Oh don't, no. Oh no. This. Oh, RuneScape has. Some. Don't give all your gold to some lady that's just gonna make you uh, uh de- compete with your <laughs> good friend for their affections. That's oh that's back in big the days. red flags. <laughs> Huge red flags all over the place. That is so funny. Uh, yeah. And and since then, so you were you on RuneScape Classic then, or um? So I was on. Or like RuneScape One, I guess is its own. So well, I guess we should clarify really quick. 
RuneScape uh, Classic is essentially what is known as the uh, initial iteration of RuneScape. That is no longer available. Old school RuneScape is actually essentially what was initially called RuneScape 2, which changed to just RuneScape, which eventually just became old school RuneScape. And now RuneScape 3 is essentially just the RuneScape that people generally know now. Uh, If that makes any sense, that sounds like a web of confusion, but that's what it is. It's definitely... uh you are right. Um, so I, I started off with with old school because that was you know around the time where it kind of uh, linked with my age, and I would play it up until the point it turned into RuneScape three. Mm. Um, and I didn't like all the changes they did, so I stopped. Interesting. That's great, actually, because we'll get into that when we get into yeah, the, uh, the transition. It's uh, it, it's it's kind of wild. Um. Because I, I I believe that even today the old school numbers are actually higher than the RuneScape three numbers. That might be a miscalculation, but I believe that is true. Um, Around 2018, like when the mobile version first launched, oh yeah, the old school numbers quadrupled mm-hmm. the main the mainline game mm. in terms of active players. It's mm. impressive, and I'm sure That's for wild. Jagex, Jagex is the company short for Java Games Experts. Um, you know, every login is just like, and it, you know, just adds to their core people playing RuneScape number that they advertise and win Guinness records of all time. But, uh, you know, they say 250 million people have been touched by RuneScape. But, like, if it, it feels like if everybody who picked up a box of Pokemon in a toy store counted <laughs> as a Pokemon player, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's... The, the barrier to entry is just so simple and easy. You know, it's like, uh, it just it just feels like so seductive, I feel like, for so many people. But yeah, exactly. Clemps, uh, what, what about uh, just your relationship with, with the game through the, the, essentially through that time? Um, like, what was it for you? Like, what was your, besides a woman taking all your money and making you dance for their affections, what, what was kind of the day-to-day like? So, RuneScape was... Um it was an escape, first of all. You know, I guess uh, growing the life I did when I was younger, it was always very nice to, um, you know, go back and just go back home and play something that was kind of relaxing and chill. Not only that, but it was a great opportunity for me to hang out with friends from school. Uh, this was during the days of MSN Messenger, so we'd all kind of message each other over MSN. Um, and we would all jump into RuneScape. This was back in the day when PCs could barely even run RuneScape as it was, and uh, especially my dad's laptop, which I was playing it on. So, you know, doing going to uh, to Varrock and then Alcarid, um, it would be running at about 10 frames per second. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, it, it was just, it was a nice escape. And it was also great for people like me who couldn't play World of Warcraft, uh, it was it was a brilliant time sink, you know. That there were some days where I just wanted to turn on my PS One and play like you know Final Fantasy Nine or something mm-hmm. like that. But there were also days where I was like, you know what, nah, it's it's RuneScape time. It's time to relax. It's time to chill. And I still remember the very first day where I was like, Dad, can I become a member on RuneScape? And my dad said, Of course you can. You know, you, you've been doing <laughs> you've been doing well at school. I'll get you that RuneScape membership. And it was like, oh, it like it like quadrupled the size of the world. <laughs> so many new skills. I remember 
The very first thing I did was walk up to a man and pickpocket him because I could. <laughs> uh, RuneScape te- <laughs> doesn't teach you the greatest life lessons, but my goodness, it is uh, definitely, uh, definitely amusing. And no, I, I, even today, even today, uh, I will still log on and play from time to time. Wow. It, it's not usually a, yeah, it's not usually like a a very long play period. Uh, usually, I'll just cause, um, as I said, I. I, <laughs> this is um, before my 20s for sure. I, I remember I was like, you know what? I'm going to try out this botting thing. <laughs> so many people do it. So many people do it. And by the looks of it, it's very easy to do. <laughs> and, you know, so I, I did it and I left it on overnight and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, this works. Uh, only to then find out that, you know, eventually Jagex, Jagex found it and they banned my whole account and I didn't have a single chance to get it back. And I was like, well, Lesson learned. Um, and I never bought it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so botting is, uh, by the way, yeah, take, you know, adding software to essentially cheat and grind up. What were you botting? What were you, what were you grinding up? Do you I remember? I believe I was botting mining. Okay. Uh, very tedious experience. And basically, <laughs> the, the bot would do it. So it would, it would, you know, it would mine away and then it would run back to the bank, deposit everything, run back. But People, people were really kind of, uh, they, they would like lock into it and people would start talking to like all of the people who were mining and go like, press one, two, three, if you're not a bot. <laughs> and people go like one, two, three, because as we were saying earlier, you know, you, you have to keep your eyes on the screen or uh-huh. something crazy will happen. Uh, and so, you know, eventually naughty, naughty Clemson, <laughs> uh, I was, I was, I was found, I was found by the Jagex police. They put the spotlight on me. I had my hands against the brick wall. I was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, I've been, I've been found. Uh, and then I had to start everything all over again. But it was a good. It was That's a good so lesson. funny. Yeah, and and so I think you speak towards a couple of things there. First of all, the cheating thing, which we'll we'll talk about more in detail because over the years that has changed mm. how they have. Uh, attacked uh, cheaters or approached cheating. Uh, also, just the barrier to entry and it being again for for I think a lot of young people uh, a, go- a really nice way to like get in when you know I, it's hard to remember a time when I couldn't just afford a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, back then we couldn't. Yeah. You know, or or we you know I was I mean when I started playing video games it was on like Sega Genesis Game Boy. I mean you had you got a game that was like your game for the next like like three months oh, or whatever yeah. it was, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Um, which is why you would turn to eventually like a final fantasy nine, as you mentioned before, because then you want to get the most mileage you can out of a game. So when RPGs hit, they, they hit really well. Cause you're like, Oh, I could actually play this yeah. for three months. And runescape is limitless. And then another thing I think you speak towards that I think is really, um, seems to be true for so many runescape players. It's always there for you. And you can always return to it uh, again and again throughout your life. And that has been incredible. And it's really amazing to see. You know, we just did an episode on electronic arts. Mm. And it, it's it's it, I thought about it a lot while doing this. Because in a lot of ways, aside from eventually they incorporate microtransactions into RuneScape. But in a lot of ways, it's like opposite electronic arts. Like they never got engulfed by a giant corporation. They have kind of stayed the course this entire time. And even though you fell off when they... Ch- went to RuneScape 3, still, they have been dedicated to updating both versions, uh, you know, for years and years and years. They don't seem to be going anywhere. And they also actually, you know, it seems, listen to their fan base. Another thing that we talked about a lot 
uh, when it came to an episode, we also recently did Hot Topic. And Hot Topic's whole MO as a retail store was like they actually listen to their client base and and incorporate whatever their cl- their uh, shoppers are into. They they add it. They mm. try to listen and add, you know. And RuneScape also seems to be like this situation where they really are aware of what the players want and try to listen as much as possible and try to adapt and and um, change change the game as they go in that sense. I mean, they're not completely like without nefariousness, though. I oh, will no, say because cool, cool. So, you know, yeah, they eventually you know add microtransactions into the game and things like that. But I still think you know they were forerunners, front runners when it came to that membership fee concept of it being a free to play thing. But if you get the membership fee. You know, you you get like you said a big upgrade, um, but still you can have a great experience with the game without that membership fee, right? Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, I mean, even today in old school RuneScape, um, they have an in-game polling booth, um, and you can basically go there, and they have a giant list of potential updates and tweaks, and you you, you so you you walk there in game, you open it. You vote, you leave it, and if it wins, they implement it into the game. Uh, they recently did a poll, I believe, for a new skill, and they showed off everything. They were like, here's what it's going to be. It's going to be this, 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 and this. And the player base voted no, and so they didn't implement it. And it's like, that's, if anything, that that is commendable, that, that you know, you'd show, you go, we're really excited, we got this new thing, and we're going to put it in old school RuneScape. And the, the old school RuneScape fan base are like, nah, nah, I'm good. I, I, don't, I think we want that, actually. I think we're, I think we're fine. And they're like, oh, <laughs> all right, fair enough. But a lot of things that do go through, they add a lot of um, bosses, uh, a lot of kind of challenge fights and stuff like that, um, that you kind of need, like, keys to enter and stuff. I believe they they add slight quality of life issues towards like certain skills, like alternative ways to level prayer. Back in the day, with old school RuneScape, I uh, guess a, a question I really had is like when you were doing when you were playing, uh, especially at the height when you were caught botting. Botting was like part of the game, right? Like it really was. Yeah, it was. Um, so I, I, it's so funny because I, I I remember feeling like oh this is so. This is so wrong, but it feels so. It feels so right. Because, Everyone was doing it. Well, it was. It was so professional. Like the actual program, it was. It was pretty sleek. It was pretty sleek. It showed you everything you wanted. You know, it had. It had a, you know, when you actually searched up, people were like, "This is a, a great service," and it was. <laughs> it was like really, really popular, uh, and it was. It was just. I mean, it was. It was great, honestly. But then, obviously, you know, it's. I, I mean, truth be told, it's, it's not how you should play runescape as we say you gotta you gotta sit you gotta click <laughs> and that's the runescape way i i i decided at the very at the very you know young and, and tender teenage age i was like right i've had i've had enough <laughs> i've had enough but with mining and fishing i'm gonna i'm gonna bot it and no i i i, I suffered the consequences so this is this is my grand thesis statement about runescape this is the weird thing that makes it super unique is it's this free-to-play game that intentionally puts all these roadblocks in front of you in order to, like, you know, pay for membership or pay for uh, microtransactions when those got big, to do all this stuff. And it's this plotting, deliberate thing that is meant to slow you down. And so the true game of RuneScape is 
as a community collectively finding ways to work around that bullshit and like it's it's a combination of that and also genuine perseverance <laughs> um, you you really have to like um you know you, you have to kind of uh clench your teeth and just and try your best to, to hit that high level uh i have never once in my my runescape career uh hit level 90 on a single skill i get mm-hmm. very burnt out at around level 60 because at that point, it's like, right, you know, it's probably going to be about half a day mm-hmm. to to level up to 61. As our buddy, uh, friend to the show, Kyle, said when we were doing our RuneScape, RuneScaping together last Sunday, uh, once you hit level 93, you're halfway to level <laughs> 99, which is crazy to think about. But at the same time, I totally get it because it's, uh, what do they call it? Uh not is it not buyer's remorse, but like when you buy so hard into something, like yeah, oh, you I can't know what you stop talk, at yeah. that point. It was um <laughs> so one of the there's the player culture in RuneScape is super huge. Uh, I don't think we'll be I we don't have the capacity or knowledge base to get into it, but which players achieved uh, level ninety nine in like first when as soon as they're introduced, the race that goes on to get to level ninety nine in those skills, uh, players that get ranked number one across the entire game. Uh, there was a guy named Zezima who was this oh. legendary figure, the Michael Jordan of RuneScape. I met Zezima once in game. Ah. Right, I, everywhere you go, say, there'd be a parade of people. Well, that's the thing. I say, I say, met. It's more I saw the crowd following <laughs> Zezima, and I was like, right, okay. Um, so uh, it was in Castle Wars. And, you know, everyone was having a great time just uh, clicking on each other and waiting until, you know, you die. Um, mm-hmm. But then people started to freak out and they're like, Zezma's here. And it was it was that great, like, <laughs> early game uh, toxic mentality where everyone was killing Zezima, but everyone was just typing like noob. Noob, you noob, you die, die by my hand, Zezima, noob, noob, <laughs> and I, it was, I just, I have that memory in my head, um, and that, that was my, my chance, very chance encounter with, with Zezima, and I, I, I never saw them again. They were gone like a ghost. But uh, Zezima, who was the first guy to reach, uh, you know, level ninety nine, uh, the first guy to hit a billion XP, famously quit. And he wrote this long letter mm. saying like, it's the game is changing in a way that it's wasting less hours of people's lives. And I already got there through the most life-wasting way. And like, <laughs> so like my accomplishment means less. They're actively like ruining my legacy as the guy what sunk the most of his mortal soul into this game. So it's a That's it's funny. a fool's errand. The inflation of life energy to cool point that to XP is not you know it's it's I I can't keep it up. I'm not going to be the guy anymore. Yes, yes, it is it is funny because as as you were saying, you know, you you hit level ninety nine and it's like right, you know, I'm level ninety nine now, brilliant. But then you know there are the high scores. You know, you hit level ninety nine and then when you're level ninety nine, you have to keep. Focusing on that skill if you want to be number one, and yeah, as as you said, um, it, it it's just a a never ending grind is RuneScape. I but, will um, say, <laughs> you know, you do get a unique cape and a unique emote, so that's you cool. Do. So people follow you around and be like, "Emote, please show me the cool emote." 
Please, please, <laughs> RuneScape Daddy, show That's, me. Oh, yeah. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at... 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Well, let's get into it. The history of the uh, game itself. Uh, we've, we've spent long enough talking around it. Uh, we'll say uh, here, let's start from the beginning. The game was created. By three brothers, Andrew, Paul, and Ian Gower out of Nottingham, England. They would play Dungeons and Dragons together with their father and were highly inspired in that sense. But Andrew also, much like what the game ended up becoming for uh, people who couldn't afford highfalutin computers and things like that, or uh, a monthly subscription per se, Andrew Gower had been a game programmer since he was seven years old in 1985 on the ZX Spectrum, an 8-bit personal home computer. His family wasn't super well-to-do, so they couldn't afford all the games he wanted, and that's how he ended up turning to making them himself. And by 1995, he was developing on the Atari ST. According to Andrew, I knew from about age 10 that I wanted a career in computer games. The games I made in 1995 were a bit of a milestone and that they were the first games I wrote in Assembler and were the first ones I felt were good enough to actually release to the public. They were also the first ones I made any money from. The name of Andrew's first game website he created with his brother was called Cunning and Devious Games and featured these games they created for the Atari ST, but in Java for the site. The site had games like Parallax Painter, a 3D platformer, Destruction Imminent, and FPS in the style of Doom, and Devious Mud, which some feel is an early version of RuneScape. Now, what is a mud, you ask? Well, we can get into that. Imagine if uh, you needed a Telnet connection to play Zork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, mud stands for multi-user dungeon. Uh, which since has been altered to be either multi-user dimension or multi-user domain. It is a multiplayer real-time virtual world that is usually text-based and combines elements of RPGs, hack and slash, PVP, interactive fiction, and online chat. Andrew said, when I went to university, I discovered text-based MUDs or multi-user dungeons. I loved the fact that these sorts of games had all these players playing at once. Even when you were not playing, the world carried on without you. But the thing is, is it's all text-based. So the big thing that Andrew did was say, hey, what if we took this concept and added graphics to it (laughs) (laughs) at all? Any amount of graphics to it. Uh, Andrew Gower is now studying computer science at Fitzwilliam College in Cambridge and getting work on the side making a suite of games for Games Domain, an early free internet provider of games. 
He had his brother Ian do the graphics, which raised up the funds he needed to get a better computer um, uh, with those with these like freelance gigs and things like that. You uh, got to understand, well. it was big money back then. Before even Flash got big, you wanted to run a really pokey version of Breakout in a web browser? That was millions of hits. The world was obsessed with browser-based games. Oh, yeah. A little... This was during the this was the time where there were like banner ad millionaires. This was and it this is an economy I can't even fathom. But that right. game still but made right before the bust though, right before the bust. So that's the thing though. This whole the floor is gonna drop right out from under them with the banner ads. But like four million people went to gamesdomain.com. And that was like in the dial-up days. Like this is mm-hmm. just right. a, a universe I can't even comprehend. Right. And Gao and Java is uh, one of the few programming languages that can run across anything because it's essentially compiled on the user's side as it's like being played. And so he's offered a bunch of jobs uh, for different companies out, out of college, but he said, I wanted to make a game for myself that I wasn't going to sell to someone else. I wanted a game that could be played on any computer where you'd connect to the server and be able to pick up where you left off. I realized I could make a graphical mud. So yes, Devious Mud, that's the first iteration. Kind of just a test run, really, to get feedback from users. It was never the end goal. That's when they get to work on RuneScape. Uh, The only mission that worked in Devious Mud was something called Sheep Shearer. (laughs) Uh, The entire graphics were kind of this 2D isometric perspective. And uh, it just was like a little window where you could click around and uh, type in stuff in chat and your words would appear over your player character. But it was it was very, very crude. The fact that it uh, even worked was kind of just a miracle in its own way. But it was quickly abandoned, especially as uh, other Java games were kind of taking up their uh, their energy. A lot of those devious and cunning games that you're talking about were developed around the same time as uh, Devious Mud, and those were bringing in way more money and way more interest, uh, so they kind of just stopped working on it. Also, Klimps, I love that you said Run Escape, because they definitely had to fix the logo early on, because, yes, everybody thought it was called Run Escape. <laughs> yep. So that's why they capitalized the S, and now, of course, it is RuneScape. No, the sword, the iconic sword was added, just so they would stop, so their friends would stop saying <laughs> Run Escape. <laughs> Andrew said, when starting out with RuneScape, there wasn't much like it. So before I could even start making the game, I had to build a whole load of supporting technology to determine if a game of that complexity was even possible at all in a browser. So they are building this thing, literally like completely paving the way for this type of game uh, and the accessibility it it had on the internet. Uh, An amazing thing that that Andrew works on is uh, his brothers, Ian and Paul, are kind of... uh, the the artists like uh things that they even stuff they worked on on games domain had uh Paul's kind of I, how do I say this uh unique uh gradient stone texture that kind of dominates runescape like that's his <laughs> house style and um while Andrew is working on like the backbone of all this Ian and Paul are like just giving him ideas for quests, giving him ideas for characters, giving him ideas for locations. And the they're like coming up with stuff so fast that Andrew can't implement it because he's still trying to figure out like how the game knows that if you click and go step on an individual square of land, everyone else's computer also sees you move to that square. (laughs) So he invents a, a system called RuneScript, which is a kind of, 
a scripting language that even his less technically knowledgeable brothers can use to start introducing content and missions and quests and characters into the game. Um, I believe the first NPC is a sheep and the first human NPC (laughs) is uh, Hans, the guy in a red shirt who tells you how long you've been playing. (laughs) Uh, so the initial iteration was ready for launch in early 2001. So they posted about the game on a forum, and it got enough account registrations from the get-go that the Gowers were soon setting up new servers to hold the player load. Paul Gowers said, the vision of RuneScape uh, was the start. I, I almost say RunEscape now every time. I've now My brain is now working against me, sabotaging the podcast episode, attempting to make me say RunEscape at every turn, but I'm not going to do it, brain. Paul Gower said the vision of RuneScape at the start was to make an accessible, affordable, and enjoyable game that worked in the browser. Most of most of the online RPGs back then were either less advanced or required expensive monthly subscriptions, so there seemed to be a gap to be filled. Pretty soon, there were 600,000 players on the servers, which, again, you just said, Jake, like, at the time, that just seems so crazy to me because they're just posting on forums. They're not, you know, this is all just so underground-seeming, you know, that it's amazing that that many people were just like, give me, give me, give me. Uh, there were 600,000 players on the servers, which was costly for the Gowers. It led to them moving back in with their parents and setting up an office in one half of the kitchen, uh-huh. separated by a sheet. Their retired school teacher mother, by the way, even pitched in with some of the graphics. She designed things like the camel, bear, spider, and bat for the first version of the playing game. With no fia- playing with yeah, my fiance, right? she saw a bear for the first time in-game and was like, what the fuck is that? And <laughs> I, like, Honestly, I was staring at it too, being like, yeah, that is a weird-ass bear, and it only makes sense that it is a low-poly adaptation of a sprite drawn by a 68-year-old woman in 1999. Like. Speaking of... Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say, speaking of which, like the, the kind of old uh, sprite art and stuff like that, something about RuneScape I've always loved. Sound effects and music. Mm. The sound effects are so delightfully totally. archaic, but not in a way <laughs> which is like... I'm not saying that in like a, a negative way, I love it when you when you hit a goblin, they go ear. <laughs> they have this, this, this. Oh, it's this beautiful and the, the music. Even today, in my opinion, still kind of holds up as far as like MIDI music. Oh goes. dear God! Uh, please, uh, April. While we're on the subject, uh, please play a sweet mini jam. Uh, I want to suggest flute salad, but Clemps, do you have a personal favorite? I certainly do. It is a harmony, uh, the Lumbridge song. Uh, It's the very first song you hear after you leave Tutorial Island, and it is mwah. Oh, it's good. (laughs) Give us a little bit of that, and make sure it's not that orchestrated RuneScape 3 shit. I need that good bleep bleep. (laughs) We want the jank. So yeah, apparently they had just paid for a bunch of extra, I think, servers or something. Uh, they, they had just spent a bunch more money on the game, and the dot-com bubble burst. And so they were actually really caught at the crosshairs of that, had to really quickly figure something out. At first, they actually did donation 
based kind of just like, you know, you can see on Wikipedia or something like that where they, you know, once every now and again, they would plead for money. Very quickly, they realized we don't want to play to people's sympathies. And that is how they came up with that $5 monthly service fee, which again, this is very novel having, you know, and, and I feel like now, hey, we even do it over here at Wizard of the Bruiser. And I think it's completely this normal culture thing now where it's like we offer a big thing for free, but then also if you want to throw us five bucks to help support the thing, you'll also get some an extra added on content, right? That was so novel at the time that they had to discover that essentially through just problem solving after the banner ad thing stopped working. And so uh, this is around the time the three brothers, along with a guy named Constant Tedder, uh, interesting name, well, uh, created Jagex. Uh, I believe Constant handled businessy stuff. Tedder was the CEO. Uh, of the company to let them d- deal with creative. So yes, and and they realized like all we need is X amount of subscribers. I think they they, they came up with like it was we can 8, get, like, 5, 000, 000, and within the 8, first 000. couple of days they had already hit five thousand. The day wow. was so essentially like, sick. We're good to go. Yeah, we're like we are. They were like we are good to go. We can actually run this on the subscription base. Obviously, it grew way bigger by the end of that first Boy, month, and it. they were just set. So yeah, so uh, around two thousand two, two thousand three. Uh, this is the early classic RuneScape era, and already there's a lot of interesting things going on. We have characters, we have player characters hitting 99 in a lot of things. Uh, the game registered a million individual players, not simultaneous, but like at least a million people sat down and was like, oh, let's see what this is all about. Um, the uh, there's All of a sudden, these huge glitches started showing up. Uh, there was the knife glitch where characters could, if they were like in the middle of a, I don't know the exact mechanics, but you got a attack bonus if you were holding a knife as well as your main weapon. And if you dropped the knife while still moving and then like picked it back up really quickly, you could hold multiple knives at the same time, boosting your attack bonus to ungodly levels. If you went into the wilderness, the area that was specifically set aside for player killing, you could just start slaying people like it was nothing. They had to shut that down, um, and the way they got around it is if you entered the wilderness while holding a knife at all, it just said, uh, you're cheating. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, have some, I have a couple interesting facts, too, Jake. Apparently, there was no running in the game. Only the walk no. speed, you now know, was the, was the <sighs> speed of the initial RuneScape Classic. Bots started. Uh, another appearing. great one is, yeah, botting, botting ha- starts happening, for sure. And so they actually had a fatigue system set up initially oh. that you would essentially, you would run out of the ability to gain XP from doing a task. You had to go rest in order to huh. reset it, which just was their initial way to try to avoid Well, it's because uh, once you once you had a full fatigue meter, you couldn't get any more XP, you couldn't do a lot of things, and once you uh, rested, which they they introduced a sleeping bag item that you had to like just wherever you let wherever you were lay down. It made you fill out a captcha, oh, like an old school captcha okay. thing. And so if they saw some dude just gaining zero XP for hours chopping wood, yeah. they're like, "That is a bot," and then they would kick him out. So it's kind of funny. Just, you'd watch this like existentialist player just ga- gaining nothing from performing the same task over and over again. They're like, is that guy a nihilist or is that <laughs> or, or is that a bot? <laughs> the, uh, they also introduced uh, limited edition holiday items such as pumpkins and the Christmas crackers, which 
this is a very British thing. We Americans know nothing of paper Christmas crowns. Really? Oh, it's not a thing <laughs> at yeah, all. No, what? No, not a thing. Oh, at all. that's crazy. I always thought that was something. Whoa. Because I that, do, do you uh, do do you uh, delightful boys know about the uh, the early days of of party hats? Well, no. So oh. the party hats. <laughs> Uh, were considered one of the highest ticket items, yep. even after they made them uh, <laughs> untradeable, because the holiday items were never meant to be this like weird economy breaking thing. It was just supposed to be a silly whatever. Um, but in two thousand three, one of the first uh, like major uh, third party clients, uh, Auto Rune, someone found a glitch that let them generate items in the game. Ooh. It was originally called a duplication glitch, but it like you didn't even need the original item. They were spawning party hats. And <laughs> the amount, the pink slash purple, uh, it kind of shifts like depending on which version of the game you're playing, uh, was originally the most sought after elite item, the rarest of the rare. I'm talking the Honus Wagner rookie card <laughs> bullshit item. Uh, I'm talking the the stamp with the upside down airplane, like that fucking valuable. All of a sudden, overnight, people were dropping them on the ground because it's just everyone was duplicating them. There was thousands of them being generated by the day. And that effect has still maintained because uh, on the in the real world market right now, a pink purple party hat, which was once the rarest thing in the game, uh, is now two thousand three hundred forty dollars. <laughs> The blue party hat, which was the least rare party hat, <laughs> Clips, is now worth $4,602. It's worth nearly, it's twice as much now. And the only reason why is because it was so low value in 2003 that nobody bothered to duplicate it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. Um, it, it's so true because something as simple as a paper party hat in game if you had one, people again, people would follow you around. Yeah, people would. Yeah, people would follow you around. They would. It was. It was more of a a symbol <laughs> of wealth than mm -hmm. it was anything else. And I, I think, um, at least I believe this anyway. When they when they reopened the old school RuneScape servers, which was a monumental day. Uh, it was. It was. I I remember being so happy. I I think I. I was like waiting until the very second because it, all of the memories, <laughs> the very lovely memories. I think they they kind of handed out party hats or something mm -hmm. like that because I know they are they are very a lot more common now than mm -hmm. they were, you know, back in the day. Uh, you, you people just wear party hats now, and it's not too much of a big thing. But um, let, let's just say the player run economy finds brand new items to suddenly make the new hot thing, the new big hotness. Like, I believe a, even some, okay, like, people who've played RuneScape longer than me are gonna laugh at me, but something like a dragon plate body, mm. you know, you kind of, you you hear it and you think like, oh, that's like, that's like one up from Rune. <laughs> it's probably not gonna be that hard, is it? <laughs> if you are starting out in the game, if you're starting out, uh, good luck ever owning one. They are pricey. <laughs> Um, they are not even like, they're not even like quadruple, not even, I don't know what the five version of that is. They, they, they are, it, it, it is, uh, okay, let me see if I can do a quick comparison. Actually. I'm, I'm curious now. A rune plate body is apparently at least, uh, being sold, uh, in, in Northwest Edgeville is 84,000 
coins. 500 wow. coins. 84,500 fi- 84, coins. A dragon plate body is... Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about... Two million coins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there is definitely a, a, a big jump in prices with certain things, and uh, you wouldn't really expect it. But it, it's that's one another great thing about RuneScape is the player-run economy because there uh-huh. are some. Yeah, the, the, the word lucrative business is mm. gonna is gonna appear. I won a scam. I remember that was going down back <laughs> when I was playing it when I was uh, a very wee child. It was quite it was quite smart really cuz keep in mind like the amount of kids you could trick like myself mm-hmm. yeah what you would do is uh you would go okay selling item for so for example uh I'm just going to say sell uh selling like a uh, rune plate body for 50,000 coin oh sorry for, for a 400,000 coins, which is ridiculous. You go like, well, that's that's bonkers. I'd never do that. But then somebody the other side of the bank would go buying rune plate body. Three million coins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, being a naive little child, would go, wait, but if I if I bought that at, f- at f- you know, that 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 created 400,000 coins. It's pure profit. I sell it to me. Well, Net profit, net profit. So, so people would buy it, and then instantly, the two people who were in cahoots would log off, nah. would block that person, and so keep in mind the rune plate body, eighty-four thousand coins. Uh-huh. They just this naive child would buy it for like four hundred thousand coins. They'd split it between people, and th- that was a a very uh, genuine scam. And of course, like one thing I love about RuneScape is when you do that, you'd put in like the flavor text, so it would be all wavy above <laughs> the with like pretty colors. So it's like, ooh, <laughs> it's yeah. There was a there was a lot of crazy stuff going down, and uh, I, I I would love to talk about the wilderness at some point. In but this, in everything this everything we've talked about is still RuneScape 1.0. It's uh, yeah. borderline 3D environments, by which I mean cubes on flat planes. And these dumpy-ass sprite characters. The only thing, by the way, that has survived uh, from Classic is apparently just the yellow or red X when you click something. <laughs> That's literally the only thing. Speaking of banking, too, um, apparently you could only... Uh, one person could talk to an NPC at a time. So, especially with at the bank. <laughs> oh. I, apparently, that's what I read. Appar- at, at the bank, you literally just had to spam click on the banker to try to like get oh, their attention. No. Uh, because it was, they were always swarmed by people. And again, talking about trading, you could literally trade anything at first. So, the, it completely nerfed all the questing and stuff for a little while. Until they made non-tradable items, like quest items. Uh, so, it was the Wild West, essentially, of MMO. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, just... Completely all over the place. So that uh, it's it, around this time uh, in, in the evolution of it, they decide let's rewrite the game engine in order to produce a fully three dimensional graphic game. Uh, because initially there were sort of, it was like three D mixed with two D mm-hmm. sprites essentially yeah. in classic. So they wanted it. They wanted to you know bring it to the next level, and that's why they called it RuneScape Two. Of course, it would be later just renamed to RuneScape, uh, and uh, that version. 
had um, this more 3D situation. And you can play it as old school RuneScape. Uh, And uh, they started to realize some things around this time as well. One of the big ones is, we talked a little bit about the social aspect. And, you know, of course, that also goes with uh, kids getting cheated out of (laughs) items and money in the game, which uh, you're not the first person to talk about that, Clint, since we started researching that. Uh, You know, I know Kyle, uh, again, to bring him up, uh, uh, got totally swindled uh, very, very stupidly, too, initially. But, of course, it's kids. You're a little kid, right? But it was, I think it was like, give me your, you'll get like an XP bonus if you give me your, like, username password, I think was literally like how he got got. Stuff like that that goes like outside of I don't want to say like game rules, but like mm. getting kids' passwords, I'm like, come on. But I do think yeah. there's, there's something kind of beautiful, kind of novel about. There's yeah, something. Tri- well, that's the doing thing. The thing you described. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very, like, it's very Pratchett, like a bright-eyed young yeah. adventurer yeah. showing up to the big world and immediately getting yeah, that's swindled. Fun. Well, that's the thing because because not only that, but for a game that allows you to pickpocket people, I feel <laughs> like having having players kind of do the same thing, and it's like, how can I put it? That kid who got swindled, they're going to learn that day. <laughs> they're going to learn. And, you know, who knows? They might start their ne- their new big criminal organization next week. <laughs> right, uh, which is amazing. But yeah, social media was in its infancy at the time, and they're noticing that in this game, a lot of players are just jumping on to hang out and talk and not even do that much exploring or adventuring or grinding. And, and uh, you know, that they're like, oh, this is just becoming a, a social hub. And, and so they start building that out. They also implement an offensive word filter uh, that would replace certain words with the word cabbage. That's because the Gower brothers hated cabbage. And uh, they hated it with a passion, so they turned to any dirty word. Oh, is that why still, if you eat a cabbage in game, it's like, you eat the cabbage. Gross. Yeah. Fucking yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's uh, uh, due to their hatred of cabbages um and uh, yeah they added this huge player run marketplace we were just talking about um and uh this is around when they start adding the polls that we referred to earlier which again i think is this really great way to acknowledge the players and to make them feel like hey power to the players Mm -hmm. right right uh you know that it really did that though for a lot of people i think realize like oh they care about us and they want our feedback and they want this game to get better and better. And it's not just how do we make the most money humanly possible, at least at this point. Uh, a RuneScape wiki is created in 2005. This is around 3,000. Uh, this had around 3,000 pages created annually since its launch. And the game just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But 2004, 2005, 2006, the uh, old uh, RuneScape 2's like golden years. Um, there's a lot of things happening. The uh, fatigue system is switched out with the random events that everyone is now familiar with. Um, P- uh, Zezima hits 500 million XP. Uh, Old Knight maxes out his Legend. character in Classic. Um, and then uh, he, uh, well, actually, Old Knight has a kind of a sad story. He ended up dying two months after that milestone. Oh. A statue was erected in his honor and placed in oh. game, the Old Warrior. Player houses are introduced in 2006. And that leads to a very specific event, a date that will live in infamy, 6606, the Mark of the Beast. (laughs) Holden, what's the Valador Massacre? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Valador Massacre. Everybody knows about the Valador Massacre. Uh, I believe you meant to ask Klimps about the Valador Massacre. Klimps, what's the Valador Massacre? (laughs) Ooh, baby. Okay, the Valador Massacre. Um... How can I put it? It has uh, familiar tones. If you're a World of Warcraft player, you might have heard of the 
I think, I think it was the blood plague or the blood virus from the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. yeah, um, yes. a specific uh, troll dungeon. And you'd leave and you'd like pass this virus on to people, which is, uh, but uh, yeah, so basically, Falador Massacre. Now, you boys probably know the specifics more than me. All I remember about the Falador Massacre is that one player caught a bug. Basically, it was a bug. It was a glitch in the system. And it is a thing of beauty. So basically in RuneScape, the only place you can do player versus player is the wilderness. The wilderness is the place where you go if you want to to kill people. And it lives up to its name. It's like charred. It's like volcanic. You know, the trees are dead. There are skeletons everywhere. There are dragons in the... It's a very, very dangerous place to be. Um, and players go there to kill people. Now, the Falador massacre happened because one player, they realized something. They could kill people outside of the wilderness, and nobody could do anything to stop him. Not even the moderators. <laughs> so this guy, and the thing about RuneScape as well, this is, this is, the, this is the important part about RuneScape. When you die, especially back in the day, you would drop your items on the floor and they would just pop up. Mm -hmm. There wasn't like a gravestone mechanic back in the day where, you know, you'd have to go and run to your gravestone to get your items. You die and your items... So basically, like, yeah, modern time, old school RuneScape, if you just leave your items, I believe after a certain point, people can take your items. That might be completely wrong. Please correct me if I am wrong. But back in the day, it was a lot different. You could kill someone, take their stuff, and it's what made like going into the wilderness such a thrill. You know, high risk, exactly. High and I have a story uh-huh. about that in a little bit, which I can say. But first, Falador massacre. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, this guy would go around killing people, and keep in mind these people can't attack him back, so they are they are sheep to the slaughter. And the thing which is sad about it is a lot of these people were panicking. All their hard earned armor, all their hard work. They couldn't, they were just running. Everyone was running. Because they were supposed to be safe. Yeah. They were, there was no reason to like bank something that you were going to bank later. Exactly. Just one player had the power to do it. And I believe this player would eventually, because I think like, like a lot of like, it's scary how much it parallels. Eventually this guy realized I'm going to get caught. I'm going to start taking down mods, Mm -hmm. moderators. And so moderators would be going, do not come any closer. (laughs) There is something very strange going on. Don't come to Falador. (laughs) And this guy would kill moderators. (laughs) It was a case of like, well, if I'm going down, I'm taking you all with me. And eventually this guy was, he was banned. He was taken out. And ever since the Falador massacre, has just been this this delightful, and it's quite great because that was around the time I was playing RuneScape as well. I remember hearing, I remember hearing the whispers. I remember going into school, and one <laughs> of the kids who was very, uh, he was known for bullshitting, was like, you know, it was like, did you hear of it? There was a guy in RuneScape and he was killing people outside <laughs> of a wilderness, and I was like, why? That's that's bullshit. And you go back home, and it's like, oh my god, it's real. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was crazy. So the mechan- So what happened? was Mm. they introduced the construction skill, which was essential for player houses, which was this big update that had been in the works for years. 
And uh, a player by the name of Cursed You, uh, thanks to his uh, massive winnings in the uh, uh, whatever the combat arena, stakers, I guess you call it. Sure. The people who bet on PvP combat in like the arena had amassed mm. a fortune and kind of leapfrogged to construction level 99 using all of his resources. He then, to celebrate, had a big open house party in his fancy level 99 This is his home. Joker story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until that presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. The amount of people, the entire server, like, came in, or world, I guess as they call it, came to see all the fancy stuff that they couldn't even dream of achieving for like months of, of real-time work. Um, and you know, there was fancy furniture and like a, mag and a magic tome and like portals and all this amazing cool things, including a combat ring where you could uh, do PVP in your own home for convenience and 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 uh, fun. Oh, damn. The amount of s players all concentrated in his house <laughs> completely overwhelmed the server. <laughs> you know, we're talking like 0.5 frames per second. The game became unusable. Uh, frustrated and pissed off, cursed you, mass booted everybody out of the house at the same time. The glitch was everybody that was in the combat ring during the time they were booted kept the ability to attack players even in the middle of Lumbridge. Oh, so it wasn't just cursed no. you? No. Huh. Uh, a few people were like, oh shit, sorry, oh. and like stopped. Their screenshots are all people being like, whoa, 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 how are you doing this? It was a player by the name of uh, Duriel321 who famously planned his fucking murder Right, so spree. yeah, you're, you're ah. kind of filling in all the blanks here. Mm. You're filling in all the blanks. I always, I always thought it was just one player. So now I'm getting a bit more context. It's very interesting. <laughs> it, that is, that is, a, oh, what a, what a time to be alive. Huh? The killing lasted almost an hour before Jagex <laughs> moderators were even made aware. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, fucking amazing. I love it. Uh, I love Cursed it. You uh, then was given a permanent ban in later in 2006, but oh. not for the uh, massacre, but for real world trading and he was that he was involved with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's funny. The event had such a, uh, a, a lasting eff uh, effect on the culture of the game that it was eventually added as a canonical event in Gilinor's history. <laughs> uh, there is a plaque in Falador Park dedicated to the memory of the victims of the Falador Massacre uh, having taken place in the Fifth Age. I love it. That is, I see that, it, how can I put it? It's a lot more interesting knowing that 
some people had the power mm-hmm. and they were like, no, this is too great. This is too <laughs> yeah. great. But then one, yeah, yeah. one guy, he, it's, it's like the villain from Megamind. <laughs> you know, just, just one bad day, man. That's yeah. the only difference between you and me. <laughs> he, gets that. <laughs> he gets that. Oh, that that is beautiful. I love it. I love it. Uh, so in the late 2000s, they get a German translation of the game, then a French one. They get a later a Brazilian, Portuguese, Latin American, Spanish one. That's in 2013. But still, the game's just expanding massively. Oh, no, Holden. We got we got years and years of lore here. We can't just jump to 2013. <laughs> uh, in 2007, uh, YouTubers start posting videos of the game. And uh, oh. one made <laughs> became incredibly popular for his trolling videos where he would lure players out into the wilderness without them realizing it, only to kill them with, like, wacky music playing. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, that player was banned because it seems mean, causing riots to his fans to riot across all over Varrock, across different worlds. Huh. Uh, the wilderness ditch was introduced, this big squiggly brown line, just for people to know, like, hey... Don't walk here unless you're ready to die. More riots uh, are continuing. Um, Zezima hits 1 billion XP. Um, Controversy occurs as gold farmers are now really present in making headlines. The company almost loses the ability to process credit cards because there's so much fraud happening. Um, In 2008, they start limiting trades and uh, to try and stop the flow of bots and gold farming and scams that are just constantly giving them headaches and filling their support queues. Um, and this causes even more riots because people like the hustle. The hustle is part of the game. You can't take away the hustle and the trolling. What even is RuneScape without the hustle and the trolling? <laughs> they announced RuneScape HD. They try to bring in P. Oh, they got rid of the... Uh, Wilderness for a hot second and then replaced it with PvP Worlds. All of these changes trying desperately to keep the game not the Wild West and only to have the players go, fuck you, I like the Wild West. <laughs> but that's the thing. The Wild West was something that... And that that is part of what is so appealing about RuneScape is that it right. is... It, it's a game where you can make your own story and part... You know, if you were scammed as a kid, it's like, that's... Part of the RuneScape, it's not like everyone has to do it, but you know, it's like you you go into this fantasy bank and there are these two people dressed up like knights and, you know, they're like like flicking a coin in between their thumb and you get scammed by them. It's like your own little role-playing adventure. And it's it's, (laughs) it's this, and because like the, the story is really, I mean, you know, there are quests, which are, in my opinion, really, some of them are really inventive and cool, and they're like puzzles, uh-huh. um, which is what, in my opinion, makes them kind of stand out against something like, you know, World of Warcraft and stuff like that. Um, you know, you've got a, uh, for example, the Witch's House, which is one of my personal favorites. You've got to, you know, uh, wear rubber gloves uh, to open the uh, cupboard because it's been electrified. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to do that to open that. And then you've got to get cheese because there is a mouse which is by a door. And if you put the cheese on the floor, the mouse will come out. And then when the mouse goes back inside, there's a switch and it will press the switch which opens the door. And it's this whole like 
tangled web of, of stuff. I will say the uh, the Gowers, it was actually amazing to learn that the Gowers explicitly were influenced by LucasArts kind of adventure games like Monkey uh-huh. Island, Sam and Max, Day of the Tentacle, all that, that have stuff. They an element of humor to them, a, a big element. That's what gave me the biggest nostalgia boost was mm-hmm. like the uh, irreverent humor, the kind of it, nobody takes themselves too seriously in the game. I'm talking the NPCs. Like even your player character will just be like, you're kind of silly, ain't you? Like really, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is. it was really like a warm nostalgic trip playing this game again with that kind of tone. Uh, but some of those, like, uh, er, uh, what was it? Ernest the Chicken or whatever that's called. Oh gosh, yeah. I was like flipping switches, looking up the, the wiki. Like there was no way that this was a game that was supposed to be played like an actual game. <laughs> <laughs> but when it flows, you do have that great LucasArts lateral thinking crazy puzzle kind of feel. So what is this wilderness story? I want to hear it, Glyphs. So it's it's nothing to the extent of the Falador massacre, but it's it's just one of those, it's one of my fondest memories of the wilderness because I, I was lured into the wilderness uh, on an occasion by three people who were claiming to be my friend. <laughs> They lured me into the wilderness, killed me, and took all my stuff. And ever since, I was very cautious about entering the wilderness. Um, and some quests require you actually go in to, I believe back in the day at least, to do the dragon quest, you need uh, like some planks of wood. And obviously now the construction is here, well, it's very easy to get it because you just go to the lumber mill, get some wood. But back in the day, the wilderness is where you go. Mm. Oh, so I, you know, decided to... Set myself a personal challenge, go in with very easily to replace armor, walk into the wilderness and go as far as I can go. Go as far as I can go into the wilderness and try and see how long I can survive. And I go all the way to the back of the wilderness, which again, at the time, had uh, at least the point where I got to, had a like a rundown shack and a bunch of, of demons that were just walking around. I was like, what is scary. And then eventually this one guy comes around speaking in like leet speak, you know, going like, uh, hello there. Um, you know, would, would you like to team up? And this guy had a black trimmed armor. Ooh, Ooh, fancy. So yeah, it's basically black armor, but it's got a gold trim to it. And that again is something which was a scam back in the day, which was brought up in the beginning. People would go trimming your armor for free. So you'd hand the armor over, and would they? Would they bollocks? No, of course they wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, so eventually this guy asked me to team up. And I kind of had my suspicions, but he was very convincing. So he, and something you do in the wilderness as well. You could tell by his dead-eyed stare of his low-poly player character. Well, it was, it's more the, the, the leet speak seemed authentic, you know, mm. I was like, he seems like a stand-up guy. <laughs> now, something in the wilderness that you, that is uh, sensible, don't equip your armor. Make yourself <laughs> seem vulnerable, because then people will want to kill you. But then as soon as they attack you, you put on, your, you, 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 you wield your mace you wield your, your your the strongest armor you own at the time, and then they're like, "Oh, I've made a mistake." <laughs> so that's what I did. Now my armor wasn't amazing. I believe it was like steel or something, but my level compared to his was enough that I could still put up a good fight. Mm. So eventually, he lures me away. He starts attacking me because it's the wilderness. You know, you don't trust anyone. And something about trimmed armor—it's it's quite pricey. Mm. It's quite pricey. So as soon as this guy found out he was losing. I got a bit of 
a bit of bloodlust mm. because he was running from me going no please don't <laughs> don't kill me please i'll do i'll do i'll i'll do anything i'll pay you and I was like, no, you drew first blood. <laughs> so of course I was I was running after this guy. And I knew if I killed this guy, I'd have all this all this cash. And I did. And I killed him. <laughs> yeah. He dropped, all of, he dropped like, I believe, a nice portion of his armor. Now the scary thing about it is now I have the armor. Now you gotta make People it home. Can kill me. Yeah. Uh-huh. People can kill me and get it. So then I had to make the anxiety-inducing thing <laughs> of going back for because I was at the furthest point in the wilderness. So I had to walk back, dodging dragons, avoiding player camps, you know. And and uh, the good news of the story is is that I did make it out alive, hey. and I did have the armor, <laughs> and I didn't sell it because I was like, this is the spoils of war, my friends. <laughs> nice. And it was it was great until my account got banned for botting. And then <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> so this entire era of, of like classic peak RuneScape, the uh, luster is fading. They just, they keep making changes and then scrambling to fix it once the players revolt. Uh, we got rid of the wilderness and like, oh fuck, I mean, we uh, we did get, the wilderness is back. We got rid of Tutorial Island. Ah, fuck, Tutorial Island's back. I was so angry when that happened. When both of those <laughs> things yeah. happened, I, w- I was part of the resistance. You know? like, <laughs> they introduce uh, Runes- uh, RuneFest, the live event, and they were so ready for people to be in open revolt that as a show of good faith, they preemptively refunded everyone's tickets price ahead of time, just so there wouldn't be that many people yelling at them at the, oh. <laughs> at the show. They introduce usernames, and that immediately becomes a black market for people buying the most desirable usernames off each other. Uh, just everything is just happening. Um, and in 2011, the 10 year anniversary since the game first launched, uh, they uh, introduced the Cluster Flutterer. Yes. A unique anti-bot uh, software, whatever program. Nicknamed the Bot Nuke. Seven million accounts. Gone. Resulted wow. 7.7 million account fans, and these accounts were sent to an isolated area named Botany Bay, <laughs> where they were trapped uh, for all eternity, which I love. I love the way MMOs handle You could go there kind of and thing. vote on their execution. You can see the oh. characters stoned or like dropped in a pit. <laughs> um that being said, players thought that the game was dying at this point because now the streets and fields of uh, Gleonor were empty because all the bots oh, were down. That is so And, funny. you know, all this is happening. Uh, now we're in 2010, 2011, 2012, where World of Warcraft is big. Every major yeah. company is trying to build the next big MMORPG. And Jagex has grown to the size of 500 employees. And uh, Insight Ventures, a like financial like holding company, bought a 55% stake. New items are introduced, like um, the uh, Ancient Effigy and the XP lamps that are kind of adding more free-to-play, or not sorry, not free-to-play, pay-to-win mechanics. And um, there's just kind of a... Ca- and Solomon's well, General Store. Well, you also have the, the Squeal of Fortune. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, their wheel that I, you can I skip one that. spin a day for prizes. Yeah. Or you can just keep spinning this shiny, yummy prize wheel if you spend actual money. And uh, this changes to, uh, they also added Solomon's General Store, which allowed one one to spend real money for cosmetic stuff. Um, You know, which is, of course, this is the sea change, I feel like, right around this time of 
how we spend money in games. This, of course, brought with it controversy and complaints from players, but the powers that be at Jagex felt it necessary, a necessary addition for the future of the company. They would later replace it with uh, essentially what I hear about with games like Dota, they they replace the wheel with Treasure Hunter, which you just you get you buy these keys, you get to use the, uh, pick a chest to open using the keys, and you'll get random stuff out of them, and uh, eventually they end up making a deal with Supersonic Ads that allowed players to earn these rune coins that you would spend on these treasures by watching advertisements and sampling products. Gr- Eclipse. Uh, do you recall this? You you remember this? Oh uh, yeah, happened, uh, it was it was around that point <laughs> where I you know I I'd log in maybe you know a few times every every three months. But yeah, at, th- yeah, at that yeah. point I was like, you know what? Nope, no no more. Starting no to slow down. Me. Or I just want to pay for an experience. I think a lot of times we were starting to draw a line in the sand, and either people you loved this kind of thing, or you were like, I just I don't I can't handle the like. Slot, the slot machine-ness of this. Um, yeah. And also, in, two, in 2009, they announced a new RuneScape referred to at the time as RuneScape 3. It is released in 2013, featuring a major graphical update, more nuanced gameplay, especially the combat. There's a lot more combat stylings. The evolution of combat was a massive flaw. People hated yeah. this thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, Klimps, you, you mentioned you did not really... Uh, take to the transition. What was it about RuneScape 3, uh, if it's the combat evolution included, what was it that that uh, walled you out? Okay, uh, the cataclysm effect. You know, like World of Warcraft. Um, when, when World of Warcraft Cataclysm came out, they decided to revamp a lot of the old school of, of World of Warcraft. You know, they would destroy islands, they would update mobs, they would make things look a little bit more shiny, but the nostalgia was dead. Mm. It was dead. And that was a lot of a reason why I wanted to come back. That nostalgic music, uh-huh. the nostalgic sound effects, you know, the look, the feel, just it it, it brings brings you back to a happier time. Now that the nostalgia wasn't there, I was like, well, gotcha. what am I playing for? Uh-huh. You know, what am what I, as, as, as silly as that sounds, you know, you should be playing it for the game quality. But <laughs> um, at the same time, you know, sometimes, sometimes just for that, that dopamine boost, just logging in and playing something you used to love as a kid, it, it it brings you legitimate happiness. And now it wasn't there. I was like, well, I may as well just move on to the next best thing. And, you know, when they eventually did release Old School RuneScape, uh, it was it was a very happy, happy day for me because sure enough, it's just like I remembered it, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was yeah, beautiful. it's kind of like, it's like I love Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I'll still always go back and play the OG FF7 100%. for that exact nostalgia drip feeling right that you that you talk about and you can't take that away and that is why it's brilliant that they did bring back uh old school runescape i love they call it old school runescape too which is just like such a funny you would think that would be the nickname but no if you look it up it is just old school runescape and that that is where you could get that they initially uh, released it as runescape 07 didn't they but i think uh, that well, was a little it was, bit, uh, yeah there was oh. a uh so here's the story uh after all of these changes resulted in riots and players abandoning it and, uh, you know, classic old school players kind of leaving in mass and uh, the pressures to monetize back in a day when uh, gamers actually stood up for themselves and were like, we don't want to engage in this. They uh, all of a sudden these fan run servers started showing up, uh, especially a famous one was 2006 scape that was run privately hmm. and Jagex, Jagex shut it down. 
And the user so or so wrecked started a change.org petition that got hundreds of thousands of supporters that said, okay, well, if we can't run it ourselves, like you it's just you have you know, you do it. And like people will love it. Um, it was Maud Phillip who found an old hard drive in the back of a safe with a completely intact copy of the 2007 version of the game. And after a poll, an entire uh, dev team was dedicated to bringing old school RuneScape back. Uh, so Wrecked was then hired by the company and then quickly fired because they found racist screenshots that he did. Whatever, them's the breaks. That's <laughs> how that happens. Mod Mark was let go because of continued pushes from the board of directors to add uh, microtransactions. But by 2014, uh, old school RuneScape is entering free-to-play trials. Uh, RuneScape 3 adds a legacy mode that gets rid of the evolution of combat. Uh, pole boots are added. Iron Man is added. Mm-hmm. And uh, once old school RuneScape is given permanent free-to-play status, it skyrockets in popularity. And it officially becomes more popular than the mainline RuneScape yeah. 3 release. Huh. And I, I think uh, as you, you brought up Iron Man. Like there are, there are so many new things in RuneScape now that you can do. Like there's the PvP worlds, which means you can go into that world. It warns you. And instead of going to the wilderness to do PvP, it is a free-for-all <laughs> over the entire map. So you can just go crazy. And the Iron Man thing is equally as cool. It's, it's effectively like a... Well, it's like a Pokemon Nuzlocke, really. You're just gonna, you know, you enter and and when you, you know, when you, when you die, that, that that's that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, the 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 Iron Man account is gone. You you once you die, you die in real life, so to speak. <laughs> uh, everything is gone, and it is uh, that there is a lot of very interesting things you can do in RuneScape now. And the 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 thing I'd recommend to anybody who is tempted from listening to this is go in. With a patient <laughs> attitude, because it, it, it will slow down, but try and treat it like a almost almost like like a therapeutic kind yeah. of little little visit. You know, it's a sometimes it's relaxing to just go into the Lumbridge field and kill some cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's really interesting. The devs approach each game differently. Uh, according to product manager Matt Casey. Old school is more of a heritage piece that needs to be preserved in a way people remember it, and we absolutely respect that. This is why we poll everything that gets into the game, but it needs to meet the player approval. RuneScape 3 is more like a theme park where we're adding new stuff all the time so you can see it's constantly evolving. So that's essentially where their their playground to be like, let's try this, let's try that, but not piss off the nostalgia players and and have them have a lot more control over what goes in that old school, which I think is really cool way to like split it up and give everybody what they want. And I know people who love the RuneScape three vibe, no, you know, wrong and, with that, that, yeah. and that's, that's, you know, yeah, that's their RuneScape as well. It looks nicer for sure. I mean, it's pretty impressive how nice it looks for again, how little you need to be able to run it. Well, uh, that, in fact, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that's the thing is that I I feel like I've been I've been really bigging up old school RuneScape this entire time, <laughs> but I'm definitely not somebody who's like ah oh, you know the the new RuneScape. Ugh. It just wasn't for me because the nostalgia for me was gone. But a lot of people who 
you know, who I'm, I'm sure a lot of people who were nostalgic for it probably jumped in and went, this is great. A lot of new players who jump into RuneScape probably go, this is great. Yeah. Like, no, definitely. I, I'm, not, I'm definitely not trying to discredit its um, its quality. Of course not. But that's what's awesome is just that you have what you want. Exactly. And other players get what they want. And yeah. I think they did a really good job of reading the room and approaching it right to the point where in 2018, it was reported that the game made over $1 billion in lifetime revenue wow. since its original launch. It annually rakes in over $100 million and um, uh, in revenue and over 50 million in profit. Uh, product manager Matt Casey, again, a uh, quote from him, said, it's the kind of game that you never really leave, isn't it? If you stop playing, you tend to come back. I think it has to do with when people started playing as young adults. It is the kind of game you always hold close to you, and I think that is why people always come back to. Lead designer Dave Osborne said, making the game widely accessible for players, but also constantly updating. RuneScape was always ahead of the curb. And they are uh, celebrating their 20-year anniversary this year. Last January, there was an in-game party, which launched a year-long quest series and an offering of a bunch of collectibles, so it's a good time to jump back in, They uh, especially to celebrate the anniversary and everything, if you are that nostalgia player. They also released a real-world art book showing the evolution of the game as well, and it's amazing to see that it's still going, and it's amazing to see that they stayed Jagex. They didn't get eaten up by anybody else, that you know they're not an Activision Presents RuneScape, you know, is kind of amazing that they've kept it in-house. I think that's their best secret. So even though they have introduced things that have annoyed players over the years and even things that are widely considered frustrating, like microtransactions, they still have maintained this in-house intimate vibe that I think players just really appreciate. And I I, I acknowledge, too, as something really incredible a- after doing an act, uh, episode on Activision, an episode on EA Games. It's it's kind of amazing that they, they've just expanded but yet remained kind of true to what they originally started out as, which is a, you know, a really honorable uh, effort to, to, to allow everybody to get to play mm-hmm. an MMO or RPG to allow those kids all over the world who might not have access to, you know, the, the, the money and, and the, the resources to be able to play some of these more highfalutin MMO RPGs. And, and, uh, I think that that's why there's such a dedication to the game. And that's why people constantly come back to it because I mean, how incredible was that, that, you know, I, again, as a kid who, yeah, when you got one Sega Genesis game, it better be good because you were going to have to, you know, that was the game you were going to be playing um, for several months. Uh, you know, God, what were the games like I beat in one night? Oh, Crash Bandicoot oh. 2. <laughs> I beat it in one night. I was so pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? I just like, this is the game I've got. I don't even, you know what I mean? Like, I got to get through the next how many, I, how many times can I replay this thing? I beat it in a night. Um, but yeah, with uh, with this game, this just endless experience is so important for all, all, all us broke kids oh, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> I, I, I do kind of want to give people almost a challenge in a way. If, if you are planning on playing RuneScape, almost like a goal. You know, if, if, if you're really, if you're really dedicated, I, I want to hear your, your experience going through this. I'm dead curious. A, a, good, <laughs> a good goal to get to, I'd argue, if you're going to play RuneScape and if you're really going to be serious into it, get back to me when you beat Monkey Madness. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think if you can beat Monkey Madness, I'd say that is a, it's a, it's, it's a, little, a, little, a little trophy. <laughs> a little trophy you can put on your shelf because Monkey Madness is um, 
you know, how can I put it? At least, um, you know, back when I was playing. And e- even today, I have to have a guide. Because Monkey Madness is... Uh, if, if, for example, right now, uh, Holden, I'm going to say... Google it on the wiki and just scroll down. <laughs> All the discrete steps. Yeah. Scroll <laughs> down on the Monkey Madness page and just see how much of of, of an effort you need to do to beat Monkey Madness. Uh-huh. It is uh, quite scary, but yeah. This is the quick guide. And oh. uh, there is a lot. It's not very quick. Yeah. We'll just say that. Well, in old school, like old school is so big now and it gets so much content now that they've, they added a Monkey Madness 2 quest. They added they did, all yeah. like, there's new raids, new bosses, new like uh, guild houses. There's, uh, you know, content that they added to RuneScape 3 that they then demaked to add to old school. Like it's, very, which is great. It's, it's a vibrant MMO for what it is. Uh, you can play, you know, you can sit down for like a huge session. I ended up playing for three hours on stream and I was helped out along the way. I got through the Demon Slayer quest. I got through the Shield oh. of Arav. I got through Ernest the Chicken. Uh, and people were coming up and just like hanging out, cheering me on as I killed muggers in the middle of Varrock, helped me level up my magic, gave me some fun gifts. Like it was super fun, super friendly. My fiance played it. Um, she's deep into it. The fact that you can like uh-huh. play on your computer for an hour, stop, take a break, and then like on the toilet, on your phone, be exactly where you were. In fact, the way that the single click uh, interactions dominate the game means that touch tap uh, controls work really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I I still even even to this day I I know it kind of goes again I, but at the same time the thing I'm about to bring up does have a touch screen and I know I'm gonna I'm kind of uh, what's the word I'm I'm bringing up the old meme but I I would really like to see this come out on like the Switch or something Oh my Just, god <laughs> I know I know it's like everything's gotta be on the Switch but to be honest <laughs> like if I had a little a little touch screen pen yeah, yeah. if I could just have RuneScape on my Switch. You know, just great. just just tap away in bed because my phone at the moment it overheats like crazy. Um, my switch doesn't, mm. and that's why that's why I'm like, well, you know what? Literally, I, I want it on buy a secondhand like five year old iPad, and you'll still be able oh, to true. play with a little that's pen. True. That's how my fiance plays it, and she is oh, great. addicted. I got I played on stream with fans of this podcast helping me out, and I got like four hundred thousand gold <laughs> uh, to get me started. She started playing completely anonymously, but as a girl, and got two million gold off a stranger immediately. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, yeah, I think that about covers it. RuneScape. I'm so, you know, and it, and it really is a testament to its popularity and, and the uh, really more the deep love people have for this. This has been an episode that I feel like has been requested for years now from us, and I'm so happy to finally get it done for you guys. And we hope we did it justice. I think we did, though, because we had Klimps on. Klimps, hey. thank you so oh. much for doing it. If you're not watching Klimps on Twitch, on YouTube, you are doing yourself a disservice, my friend. Klimps, give us the promo on everything. Oh, bless you. Oh, bless Thank you so much. I- I'm sorry for getting a couple of bits right. I, I don't have a. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't have the sheets in front of me, so I'm going <laughs> off my uh, my little chipmunk brain. Uh, you're uh, fine. So I- I'm sorry if I if I annoyed a few of you at the at the very <laughs> minor bits of misinformation. But regardless, I was uh, saying I- I- Valador I- massacre for ten minutes and nobody corrected me. <laughs> you know, I didn't even hear. I'm so sorry. It was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seriously, I, I really appreciate you guys having me on again. Uh, you guys are really, really fun to talk to. I, I was 
I was shocked to see another another email in my <laughs> inbox. So I was like, oh, they, they, they want me back. Huh? That's awesome. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. It was, yeah, honestly, it's so fun to come on here. Um, All you have to do is keep making really well done, heartfelt uh, video tributes two topics we're covering and we will ask you because uh, your RuneScape video on YouTube is fantastic. Oh, bless, oh, so, oh, oh right. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I, I covered the witch's house in that little video. And that is one thing I would love to cover RuneScape 3 in a very fair way, which isn't just, you know, like point pee pee poo poo like Arbor. Because no, I, I, th I think the game has a lot of good merits and I want to focus on the good yeah, instead yeah. of being, you know, just like a... What's what's the word? Like a negativity hoover. You know what I mean? I, I really want to spread the good word of RuneScape around. But anyway, guys, sorry, I went off topic. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, if you want to find me on YouTube, just type in Clemps, uh, that is C-L-E-M-P-S. Uh, or you can find me over on Twitch, which is Clemps Twitch, all lowercase, all one word. That name is subject to change, but I, uh, if you go and follow me now, you you won't need to worry. So, <laughs> but seriously, again, thank you so much, guys, for having me on. It was so so fun. Hell yeah, uh, fantastic! It's so it's so nice to have you. Uh, check me out, twitch.tv forward slash HoldenatorsHo. I am also on there, uh, and uh, I stream what Monday, Tuesdays, Fridays. I think that's about it. Patreon.com forward slash WizBrew. $5 a month, you get the bonus episodes. For $15 a month, you get that Sunday study session every single week. We cover the thing we're doing. We watched Kyle and uh, Jake and uh, Truth Booth play um, uh, RuneScape last week. This week, we're watching Nightmare Before Christmas. It's always a good time <laughs> if you want to join us for that. Uh, again, that's Patreon.com forward slash WizBrew. And uh-oh, is Jake an animated talking puppet on YouTube sometimes? I believe he is, <laughs> That's Jake. right. Go to YouTube.com slash PuppetJared. I made I made whatever the YouTube partner is. Now you can give me super chats. Nice. Give me them super chats. That's so <laughs> delightful. Uh, I stream uh, multiple days a week. I'm trying to do it more. Uh, I'm also going to be doing more old school RuneScape streams because that was yes. delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! I love Honestly, uh, we also do weird forgotten cartoon uh, watch parties where I try and find uh, derelict uh, IP orphans from the 90s and watch the weirdest ass cartoons forgotten by history together. <laughs> um, I do tier lists, uh, play a ton of Jackbox, play a ton of Gartic Phone. It's a fun time. Uh, if you're get, just getting started, just hit a subscription, uh, hit the subscribe button. Maybe check out my uh, hour and a half long soup tier list stream. That was a, that was a really controversial one. Uh, <laughs> split P rules and I will never apologize. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's our show. And hey, always remember, never stop bruising. And keep on whizzing. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
you can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.